0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, what is going on, people? You know that sound. It is the Unfiltered Band. Means, yes, another episode of Unfiltered coming your way here and now. Officially, this will go down as episode number 204 of the program. You can jump on board the Unfiltered Revolution anytime all the time get into twitter at casey stern jump in the bio head over to the youtube channel get all the interviews conversations guests the lists the rants and much much more as well as of course where most of you are on the iTunes and Apple and Spotify and everywhere else that you can get your podcast we appreciate you equally and thank you to the unfiltered band is this one uh, i want to get into uh, Middleton and that's Kenny uh, Middleton and the Southside Fiasco as the situation with the Chicago White Sox continues to get exponentially worse by the day, and the scathing article put out, Jesse Rogers and ESPN certainly has advanced things even worse than just what 48 hours before that, where we saw uh, "down goes Anderson, down goes Anderson." Uh, we are up and in here, thanks in large part to our good friends at Bet Online. Bet Online, your number one source for all your sports betting needs, latest odds, lines, matchup reports, baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to get all your wagers my betting a favorite casino and card games all available to you right from your phone so get over the website or use your mobile device right now and sign up and get in on all the action remember use the promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v get your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit it's been online where the game starts as we get started here the chicago white Sox have long been a disaster Every time you think that things are going up, suddenly on the seesaw, they go even worse in the wrong direction. We have seen this team be a disappointment with their expenditures of money, with their talent as it continues to rise seemingly not being enough to take them to the next level, and with the expectations that don't need to be high, they just need to be above average because they're in a division, let's be fair, that for the most part over the last few years has remained just a wee bit Above average, you can be in that muffin tops, hanging over 500 in the standings and get in because you can win that American League Central Division. It takes hard damn work to be 18 games out of a wild card. But that is where the Chicago White Sox sit as they do this on a Monday afternoon. White Sox are 45 and 68. They are 18 games out of a wild card spot. In that easy and winnable Central Division, they're sitting there 14 behind the Minnesota Twins. It's been a bad season. Been a bad season for the team, been a bad season for the new manager, Pedro Graffal. It's been a bad uh, season for their stars like Tim Anderson, and certainly that got worse for TA7, did it not? Love Tim Anderson, but let's tell it like it is. The right hook that everybody uh, heard around the world, thanks in large part to our guy, Tom Hamilton. Then this article came out. Now, look, I want to back up. You know when a baseball, and I often say this over the years, it's a sport. We understand that. But this is an organization. This is a company. When a company fails and has failure, that failure lies more within the pieces, the parts, the leadership, and all of those things In totality, then it does one mistake that you see or one loss or one losing streak in a standings. There's a lot that goes there. And like everything else, it all comes from the top and rolls downhill, which Middleton pointed out himself. And the common denominator here is not Pedro Grafal, who we'll get into. The common denominator here is that ownership and that hierarchy the same ones that have had all the mistakes, all the issues, all the disappointments, all the expectations that have gone nowhere, the weird hirings like the one, sorry, at Tony La Russa and all the other stuff that has gone on with this baseball team over seemingly however many years it has been. Too many to count. Not just Pedro Griffal. But I want to get into and let's start with what was in the article in case you did not see it. And oh, by the way, timing is everything. And I'm sure that Middleton was probably just being asked about his time in Chicago as they were getting ready to head to Chicago for the series that will begin again, as I do this on a Monday, episode 204, that will begin tonight in Chicago against the Yankees. Middleton, of course, dealt at the deadline to New York. Middleton, who was dealt to the Yankees, was asked about his time in Chicago. Here's what he had to say. Quote, we came in with no rules. I don't know how you police the culture if there are no rules or guidelines to follow because everyone's doing their own thing. How do you say anything about it? Because there are no rules. You have rookies sleeping in the bullpen during the game. Guys missing meetings. Guys missing PFP, which is pitcher fielding practice. And there are no consequences for any of this stuff. End quote. Then says multiple sources corroborated Middleton's account and said the pitcher, the pitcher was seen napping during games and skipping fielding practice. So he is admittedly Middleton also talking about himself, which by the way, doesn't look good on him either, because just because there are no rules, whether you work for a company or you're a baseball team, be a manager, coach, and you're a player, if you're an employee of any kind, right? Even if you're a kid and a parent not showing you the right way, it doesn't mean you gotta do everything wrong. If you're sitting there and the teacher not doing it right, it doesn't mean every student gotta be bad, and if you're sitting there an employee and the employer not setting the stage doesn't mean you can't rise to it. Same thing for a player. He got to be better than that, too, not sleeping in a bullpen. He don't need Pedro Grafal and better rules to be pointed out to say, hey, dude, one of them probably not sleeping in the bullpen. One of them probably be in there for every meeting. You don't got to be on the Tom Coughlin rule, be early. They don't want to be late. Maybe you should show up and go to practice. Now, those things certainly you should be held accountable for, but it does not mean at that level. Kenya Milton, and these guys are not eight years old, they don't have an excuse. You know, as parents, a lot of times we know this, when we don't set a good ground or boundaries, kids will, nobody take advantage of you more than them, right? And that is, it, it's, I mean, it is unfiltered. Kids got no filter and all kids will do that. And that's why they have to learn about consequences and things of that nature, right? You have to set that stage and set those boundaries. And you have to have, those rules laid out for them. But when you're an adult and when you're, we're not talking about somebody who's in a high school baseball team and you're a professional baseball player, I'm sorry, you don't need a manager to tell you not to fall asleep in the damn bullpen. So even though I'm going to sit here and I'm going to rip a lot about Pedro Grafal, not personally, well-liked well across the board from everybody I've talked to and championed by everybody. I mean, Ned, everybody you've been around over the years, everybody champions what a great guy person this guy is, his values, and what a great coach he is. We'll get into why that doesn't mean you're a great manager or a head coach. A lot of coordinators who can't coach. A lot of third base coaches who can't manage. A lot of TAs who can't teach. Okay? There's a lot of that. But, regardless, let's not take away the fact that you're not seven years old. You don't need somebody telling you you shouldn't be sleeping in a bullpen. All right, let's be fair. Let's go on. Middleton says, the second quote I found out I was traded, I shaved my face. I was ready to play by their rules, meaning the Yankees, because all I wanted to do is win games. You know how to act there. You know not to be late. And you know there are consequences if you're late. Let's stop here. I hate, now look, I'm kind of in the middle on this one and having a little mixed feelings about, you know, do I like that? And clearly I like, it cause we know it. So now it's, it's interesting fodder to talk about, but do you like the idea that Middleton does this and says this after he leaves for a long time? Most of the time that this happens, I do not, I don't like it because people to me, when you're in an organization, if you're a leader, this is where you step up behind the scenes to say these things, to say, hey, this isn't enough, to go in a coach or a manager's office, to talk to the leadership and the team, not run it out in the papers, not after you leave, where you don't got to stare guys in the face, even though he's about to. So, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know what he was thinking when he said all this. Did he know he was traveling to Chicago? Neither here nor there for this second. But I, I don't really... Predominantly across the board I have not liked the idea of and I've heard many things about this. I remember I'm in Atlanta now, but I remember when Freddie Gonzalez was managing the team and there was a lot of, you know, talk about whether or not yeah, you know, had the kids just a term but you know when they use the term dry humping in in you know pitching and warm-up terms guys who would be warmed up a lot sit back down and there was a lot of that and there were relievers who came out I remember one specifically I don't want to get into it now because I don't want to bring it back up who said on my show was talking to us about hey this wasn't handled right that wasn't handled right. I'd rather you say it when you're there and to me that's the more re- re- respectful thing to do. now maybe Middleton had maybe he had said hey, I had meetings with them I don't think that's in the article here maybe that happened. But I don't like that you go ahead and you drag it out afterwards. For the most part, I don't. Even though it's good for us to know when it's good fodder. And certainly, it fits in the category of, yeah, right on brand with everything you thought the White Sox were or weren't. But I don't really like it across the board. And to me, you say that when you're there. That's where the respect is, not afterwards. Especially about teammates or about coaches or about managers. Because you got to have enough respect level to tell somebody to their face, not behind their back. Most people in life, I've lived it. Trust me. And many of you have. Don't have the ability to do that. And to me, that's just, that's not the right way. Not the right way. You, you do it when a person's there. So I don't necessarily love that he's coming out doing this now. I don't. But he continues to go on and say more. When I got the spring training, I heard a lot of the same stuff was happening last year. That's when Tony LaRusso was there. Miguel Cairo as well. Middleton said, quote, it's happening again this year. Not sure how I'd change it. Well, let's stop there. If you believe him at his word, if this culture was occurring during Tony LaRusso, by the way, disciplinarian, right? Certainly you would figure more so than Pedro Griffal. If it's happening during his tenure at the end when he wasn't there, Miguel Cairo was there, whatever the situation is, and now it's still happening. Well, that doesn't sound like a Pedro Griffal problem alone, does it? He says, I'm not sure how I would change it. Quote, they don't tell you not to miss PFPs. Do they really need to tell you? He says they don't tell you not to miss meetings, and if it happens, it's just okay. Let's take that two parts. If it happens, it should not be okay. But do they really need to tell you at that level, don't miss a meeting? I mean, how much money? What the hell are we doing here, people? How much money are you making as a professional athlete? I got to tell you to be at a meeting? You got you got people who are you know, sitting there 16, 17 years old, all right? I remember working at a drugstore, my first job, stocking shelves in Kotex with wings. And if they had a meeting, I had to go. You think if they were paying me millions of dollars, I would have been there on time? You know, part of this problem is Middleton. Sorry. People aren't going to say that. But the whole idea of you're saying this afterwards now, you fell asleep in the bullpen and you want to blame the fact nobody told you not to? I'm sorry. We didn't tell you not to sleep in the bullpen? I got to tell you you got to go to a meeting? Now, I'm not saying he's wrong about the culture, and he probably has given us a real backstage VIP pass into exactly what's going on. But I don't want to hear that you need me to tell you to be in a meeting. You need to tell you to stay awake during a damn game when you could get called from the bullpen to go pitch. He says, quote, I wouldn't uh, say anything bad about the pitching staff. We went about our work the right way. The rest of the team struggled to do the right thing. I'm sorry. You went around it the right way. You didn't know you shouldn't be late to a meeting. And you fell asleep during the damn game. But the pitching staff didn't do anything wrong. It was the rest of the guys. Save that crap for somewhere else. And I'm just trying to be fair because everybody's going to dig into this and it's going to be all about the White Sox and everything damn thing they did wrong. And a lot of that probably is fair, certainly with the things he's saying. And certainly if they're being corroborated by the sources that ESPN has, right, when Jesse wrote this article, I get that. But you fell asleep in a bullpen. You need to be told you're at meetings and I'm, you love the pitching staff. It's not their fault. And then he goes on to say, which I'm not going to read, Lance Lynn and Kendall Grayman being at the WBC didn't help. If everything's on Lance Lynn, who absolutely not current Cardinal way, old Cardinal way we used to appreciate with, you know, learning from Wayno, who learned from Carp and all that. So Lynn's got all that. And he brings all that to the table. And I would imagine is probably great in a room and a leader and wouldn't stand up to this. We saw the situation with with Larusa when the catcher got, you know, got ripped for swinging three and all that, right? So I, I believe that. I'm a Lan- I love Lance Lynn, but you can't tell me Lance Lynn was in the WBC. So that, that's why I love the pitching staff, but the rest of the team it's there. Come on, man. You don't gotta go to the plate, but if you took an at bat in this series, they'd be hitting you. Quote, if you're trying to create a culture, you need your big dogs. The guys who played in the WBC were our big dogs, and those guys, I feel like, can police the things that are happening. But why weren't you doing your job? You've been around the block a long time. Why weren't what job were you doing? And what collectively with the players doing looking in the mirror? Everybody at fault here. Not just about Jerry Rheinstein, not just about the ownership. Not just about Recon, this isn't about just Pedro Graffal either. He said the void, quote, exists in leadership in general. They say rolls downhill. Some guys don't want to speak up when they should have. It's hard to police people who are there when there are no rules. If guys are doing things you think are wrong, who is it wrong to? You or them. It's anyone's judgment at that point. No, honestly, to be honest with you, it's your own judgment of yourself, too. You need somebody to tell you not to fall asleep in the bullpen. What in the hell? I don't want you on my team. Sorry. Sorry. That That is just bananas to me. Now, look, Pedro Grafal, well-respected guy, longtime coach in this league. There are a lot. And I don't want to name the names, just to be fair, because be I'm want to, not trying to disrespect anybody else. There are names that come right to the top of my head that I've known for years in this league who are... are among the best third-base coaches or hitting coaches in the league, I got two that come immediately to mind, that one failed multiple times as a manager, and the other time significantly failed once, and they're two of the better coaches in the game. You can be a really good coach in this game and not be a great manager because you could really understand how to be an extension of what the managers can do. You can be a player's guy in that case where you're that buffer in between, and you understand how to get their bodies ready, how a player works, how to run – how to run you know, all the, the programs and drills that you run in spring training, how to deal with it during the year, all that other stuff, get the players ready, get the team ready, help out the manager, be an extension, but not be able to run the baseball team. I had one situation I covered where one of these folks was the manager of a team, got fired, and the guy who replaced them was a long-tenured, well-respected manager. More, more so than being a coach, right? Even though you had done that way back when. And I remember being in spring training. It was about a decade ago, maybe more. I remember being in spring training. And the players, when I was asking them, hey, what's the biggest difference? It was two weeks in. And they said they knew where they stood with that guy. They said they knew he wasn't going to take any, sh- Right but they also knew that they could walk in that door and he wasn't going to delegate it to somebody else. A lot of times the coaches, because they're used to being the players guys when they're coaches, then they get elevated to manager and they're not used to that. And they can't then go ahead and deviate and get to that level where they got to go ahead and they got to give you the bad news. And it's hard for them. And I was, I I covered a situation exactly like that. Exactly like that. Where players said to me, yeah, I mean, guys, a nice guy, but, Everything was delegated. He couldn't handle the face-to-face. We had no idea where we stood. And boom, this dude came in, and from day one, it was, "We're not going to take it." And this is how it is. Like when Tom Brady walked in the huddle with Randy Moss, and that famous story. Randy Moss is like, after like a couple of huddles, he's like, "Okay, I know that's not the same dude, right? This is a different cat." You, you got that is a hard transition for a lot of managers to make when they're getting to the coaches or coordinators on football teams when they're getting to be head coaches. It's difficult. And sometimes they got to go back to the X's and O's and doing what they do and staying in their lane. And that's not a bad, disrespectful thing. And I think, for sure, Pedro Grafaule is going to be fired. But he's going to get a coaching job and probably coach for a long time. He's going to have a number of offers. He's very well respected. But he can't manage. Not when this stuff's going on. But I don't want to hear Middleton tell me that you, because there's no rules, you don't know what you're supposed to do. If I gotta be telling you not to fall asleep in a bullpen and you've been around the league, I don't wanna look at the back of the baseball card. What? I mean, eight years, however long it's been, you don't know yet. Really? Nobody else in the room knew. Lance Lynn wasn't there, so we couldn't figure it out? That is some that is baloney. You gotta be kidding me with that garbage. So clearly, issues, clearly from the top, they need New GM, new manager. That owner needs to really understand the winning he's done in the other sport. you got to figure this out. And you got to break this whole damn thing down because now you're a laughing stock to everyone, and Middleton brought that in the surface, which I'm sure a lot of people are not going to like. And I don't like it necessarily either. Everybody's like, oh, good for him standing up for himself. He didn't do it when he was there. A lot harder to do, isn't it? A lot harder to do. Didn't do it when he was there. So for me, the White Sox situation, clearly on blast. We understand what it is, but also understand why teams get this way and understand that players deserve accountability as well. They're not stupid. Neither are you because you're here. Unfiltered is always brought to you, by a good friend.